Sunbather by Stuart Hardy Carl woke up on his own again. He didn't know what to do today. He hadn't known what to waste his weekends doing ever since Charlotte had left. He'd spent the first few of them numb, just drinking alone, playing video games and refusing to talk to his friends or family because he was so ashamed of what had happened. Ashamed of what they'd think of him for it. Part of him wished that he'd been the one cheating on her. He didn't know why. He knew people would feel repulsed by him, think of him as a lech, but it was an ego thing, really. It was different knowing that she had cheated on him. He just kept on imagining someone asking him that nightmare question. So, were you just not good enough for her then? He didn't know why he expected anyone to ask him that. His friends and family were all decent people. They'd know what he was going through. He knew that they'd be respectful about his situation and approach him with tact and sensitivity. The only real reason he kept imagining that question being asked was it was the question he kept on asking himself and he felt like the answer was probably yes. Carl and Charlotte had been together for five years. After that amount of time, of course things would start to get a bit stale, but this was more than that. There were other reasons why they were clearly wrong for each other. There were problems he'd been denying all these years. Of course, the nature of her transgression had made him focus on the sex. He'd always been a bit shy and prudish in the bedroom. He never really liked being fully naked. He'd always keep a shirt on whenever they had sex. Of course, his shyness extended outside of the bedroom as well. When they went to the beach, Charlotte would always be suggesting he take his shirt off, but he always felt too self-conscious to do it. And whenever she suggested they try new things, he'd knock it back and say he was too tired and stressed from work. Just the idea of trying new things was scary to him, so he never really indulged Charlotte in her desire to make the relationship interesting again. He did blame himself for what happened. It was all his fault. He was boring. And now he was alone, and that was further punishment for his passivity in their crumbling love life. So he woke up again that Saturday morning and just sighed to himself and thought for what felt like the billionth time. Well... Now what? He was lonely. He'd spent the last few weeks denying it to himself, but he was so agonisingly lonely. He supposed he could do what people usually do after a breakup, go on the rebound, use dating apps. No, no, that didn't feel right. He wouldn't feel right putting a picture of himself on Tinder right now. A picture that made him look good, in the right lights, where it wasn't obvious his hairline was receding. A picture where he was smiling and happy, that would just be wrong. Things had to change though, and quickly. He wanted to do something right now. Anything. Go on, Carl. You need to change. Be impulsive. Be the new Carl. He breathed deeply. So, where should we start, new Carl? It took him a while to decide what he should do to start changing himself. He wanted to change his habits, change his limits. He wanted to ditch everything about his old self and move forward. What could he do right now, alone, that was a change from his regular routine? Something that he was in charge of. 
he settled on nude sunbathing in the garden. He had this small patch of grass with a couple of sun lounges in it and high-walled fences. Nobody would see him doing it. They were having an unexpected heatwave in central London. It made sense. He said to himself that nude sunbathing in the garden would be him making an effort to feel more comfortable with his own body. He didn't look that bad naked. He was in his early 30s and had a bit of a beer gut, but he didn't look that bad. So Carl walked downstairs, still naked. Okay, this is a step. He almost instinctively went to put his hands in his pockets before realising that they weren't there. He usually found he needed to put his hands in his pockets whenever he felt uncomfortable. Why did he feel so uncomfortable like this? This was normal, natural. That's why they called it naturism after all, the natural human state. Christ, you're naked in your own house, Carl. For God's sake, get over yourself. By the back door now, he took a deep breath and he opened it. Carl staggered out onto the grass in the mid-afternoon sun, looking down at his pasty, pale, slightly flabby naked body and recoiling in disgust. He didn't know why he felt this way about the sight of himself. It couldn't have just been what happened between him and Charlotte that made him feel so disgusted by his own body, could it? This had been a constant thing throughout his life, for as long as he could remember. He was sure there must have been a reason behind it. Something deep-rooted. Something that had made a huge impact on him that made him think he was disgusting. Maybe as a kid? He was sure he hadn't been molested or anything like that. He admitted to having a bad memory though, so maybe he had been and he blocked it out. But now, here he was, naked in his own garden, his own space. The feeling of revulsion at himself began to pass quite quickly, and he found himself breathing deeply. It was more than just the breeze around his genitals that made him feel so exhilarated by the experience. Just being outside and naked made him feel a bit better about himself. He hadn't even brought a towel out just in case he repulsed himself by his own body and felt the need to cover up again. He'd just done it. Why not just do things, Carl? He went over to one of the sun loungers on the patio and laid down and stared up at the clouds. This was different to all the other times that he'd come out here just to lie down and read a book. The plastic against his bare ass felt weird and new, but it wasn't so scary. He lay there for about 30 minutes, closing and opening his eyes occasionally, very slowly, just allowing the intense heat of the sun to wash over his body. He suddenly realised that he probably should have put sun cream on. He'd been so overwhelmed by breaking this barrier of shame and self-consciousness that he'd totally forgotten about it. He wanted to try and get up and go inside and find the sunblock, but it was too nice out here. He felt so relaxed like this. He realised that he felt happy for the first time in years. Carefree at last. Nothing mattered to him in that beautiful moment. If Charlotte came back right now and found him lying naked in the garden and started asking him what the fuck he thought he was doing, he'd just say to her, Fuck it, I don't care. This is what I like to do now. I can do what I want with my body, and you can do what you want with yours. After all, you did. 
That would have led to an argument, of course. She'd get defensive, he'd feel hurt, and no, Carl, don't simulate the argument in your mind. Just lie back, relax, and enjoy the sunshine. There was about another 15 uninterrupted minutes of him just staring up at the soothing blanket of sky and clouds before something happened. A plane was flying overhead. He squinted at it. It made him suddenly think about booking a holiday. He hadn't been abroad in a couple of years, he'd never been abroad on his own before, but that was something he could do now, wasn't it? He squinted harder as he realised that there was a small black dot that had just split off from the plane. The small black dot appeared to be getting bigger. Carl was surprised to find that the sound of a heavy object falling from the sky sounded exactly like it did in a Looney Tunes cartoon. The comic whistling of the wind against the heavy object made him sit up and stare in bewilderment as he suddenly found himself with about five seconds to come to terms with the fact that whatever was falling was headed for his own fucking garden. He didn't manage to get up and scramble out of the sun lounger in time, it just happened. The falling object smacked into the section of patio inches away from where he was lying. The flesh of the falling body exploded on impact and blood and gristle went flying across the garden. Fleshy residue splattered across Carl's body, drenching him from head to toe. The sound of the impact lasted for about half a second. That half a second felt like about ten years from Carl's perspective. There was a ringing in his ears as he absorbed the shock of it. And then silence. In that moment of silence, Carl just lay there trembling in his coat of warm blood and gut. He couldn't say anything. He could barely even begin to process what had just happened. A man had fallen out of a plane and landed inches away from where he was sunbathing in his own back garden. It was too much to take in. What had he even been thinking about 20 seconds ago? It was as if the man hitting the concrete had just erased everything from the previous six weeks in his mind, and he suddenly had about 80 billion questions rapidly firing across every corner of his brain. Where am I? Why am I naked? Why am I covered in blood and gristle? Why is there the exploded corpse of a man dented into my patio right next to me? How has this happened? Am I going mad? He tried to reclaim any of the context of this situation, but he suddenly found that he couldn't even remember his ex-girlfriend's name or why they'd even broken up in the first place. Nothing seemed to matter right now. He sat on the side of his sun lounger with his legs hanging over the side. His feet were touching the warm, blood-soaked concrete. The body was lying face down. It was definitely a man. It was wearing blue running shorts and what must have started out as a white vest, but was now totally washed with the crimson of the man's insides. Those were the only features that Carl would have been able to make out from the mangled body. He was sure if he turned the body over, he'd find the face to be totally mulched. He then recoiled at the mental image of him actually touching the body. He looked up at the sky. The plane was carrying on as if nothing had happened. It appeared to have just dropped a man out of the sky for no reason. Carl was still trembling, but he needed more information. He ran inside and grabbed his phone from the dining room table.
Hello? I need, um, I don't know, police, ambulance or something? My address is 22 Roseacre Avenue, he stammered into the receiver. They put him through to ambulance. What's happened, sir? Well, I, I was sunbathing in my garden and then I, 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 I don't even know how to explain it, but this man fell out of a plane, I assume. And he landed in my back garden. What? The lady on the other end of the phone sounded just as confused as he did. This wasn't reassuring. I was I was sunbathing, and then I heard this whistling sound, and this man, he just he landed in my back garden. How how the fuck did this happen? Um, I'll I'll send an ambulance around there now. Um. God, I don't know. Um, maybe he was a stowaway or something? Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. Illegal immigrant trying to enter the country, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that must have been it. And he he fell out of a fucking plane. How the fuck does someone fall out of a fucking plane? It's, it's, it's okay, sir. S- someone will come now. The ambulance isn't that far away. They'll, they'll help you. But he... but he fell. Yes, I know it's weird, sir, but you're in shock. Just... just get some water, keep breathing. The ambulance are on their way. They'll be here soon. The the guy's face is mulched. There's... there's blood and guts all over my garden. I'm covered in blood. Yes, I know this is distressing, sir, but someone will come. The ambulance will get there soon. It was... it was out of nowhere. I, I was sunbathing and then... Carl trailed off as his gaze returned to the body on the patio by the blood-drenched sun lounger. He staggered back out of the door, his feet splashing in the considerable puddle of blood that had formed around the minced corpse. He then heard the sound of ambulance sirens out the front. Sir? Sir, are you still there? I'm, I'm being told that the ambulance has arrived. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Are you going to let them in? I... yeah, uh, uh, okay, uh, oh! Carl yelped as he dropped his phone. His fingers were drenched in blood and it had just slipped out of his wet hands. It smashed on the concrete paving slab and the screen went dead. Carl swore loudly as he scrabbled at the ruined phone, and he realised that he'd have to buy a new one. Reality was creeping back to him at last. He heard a loud banging coming from the front door. Sir, ambulance, can you let us in? Hey, coming, Carl shouted, and then he looked back at the minced body one last time. As he looked at the disintegrated remains of the man who died, presumably of fright before he'd been shredded by the impact, Carl found that he appeared to have stopped trembling. He seemed to have finally managed to absorb at least some of the trauma of what had happened. Carl wandered back inside and towards the front door in a daze, barely realising that he was getting bloody footprints all over his nice clean carpet. He was about to pull the chain off the hook and open the door to the paramedics when he remembered something. He was still stark naked. Oh. Oh yeah. He looked down. He saw that his blood-stained cock was now fully erect, He hadn't even been thinking about it, hadn't even noticed, 
It had just happened. He didn't have time to start asking himself why he had an erection or what it meant. It didn't matter. There was a loud bang from the paramedics outside again. Sir, open up. Carl took a deep breath. And he opened the door. This podcast was funded by supporters at my Patreon project at patreon.com slash I'd like to thank the following people. A. Maxwell, Aniron Hunt, Chris Lim, Connor Pape, Dave Sanders, Denep, Gordon Williams, Jennifer Milligan, Joel, Joanna Kirkpatrick, Louise Wade, Matthew Brench, Max Kennedy, Michael Gran, Nesta Middleton, Oxbow is Amstey, Pastelwitch, Richard Adams, Robert Conley, Ryan Scott, Ruyane Scoot, and So Incredibly Tired. Thanks for listening.